Welcome to the penultimate episode of Soccer Neophytes podcast for season five. City wins the title again. Boring. We're going to talk significant send-offs, the final battles for Europe and safety, and the championship final. Chris, when you get to this point of the season, you're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel uh, for things to talk about. <laughs> Especially this season where, I mean, so much is locked up right now. I mean, we had this like massive relegation battle where we had 10 teams potentially, and now we're down to three teams with two spots to go. I mean, that's how it shakes out. And when you don't have a playoff, it is what it is. Yeah. But- I like, I don't, I think it's in the Bundesliga. They have there's I, and I actually really like this. Maybe it's not fair. Maybe in the Premier League, especially with the with the uh, revenue dispar- disparity, but they have a deal where I think the team who finishes in 18th instead of getting automatically relegated, I think they play like a two leg semifinal against one of the teams who's trying to get promoted from the lower league. Huh. So I, I kind of like that idea. It's probably not fair, you know? Yeah, it's probably not the most fair thing to do. It's interesting, though. Yeah. Imagine, um, like, whoever – maybe it's whoever loses, like, the playoff. So it would be, like, the loser of Coventry Luton would play Everton or something. Like <laughs> – uh, what I'd like to see is like, what if they did a 17 versus 18 two leg tie loser leaves town? Yeah. Like a, uh, almost like the, it's like the reverse of the play in. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like, look, you guys both sucked. This <laughs> one sucked slightly less. So just play each other, figure it out. Do it where however many points separate you, that's how many goal advantage you have going into the two lane. (laughs) (laughs) So then if it's like you've got, if you've got a, if there's a four point gap on team 17 and 18, then it's like, okay, you've really earned that. So you're going to really have to shit the bed over two matches to lose. That would be so fun because Everton would have a two goal lead over Leeds in this scenario. Which oh. isn't insurmountable. No, not over two legs, but yeah, dude, that'd be, that'd so, be so much fun. fun. It would be Gosh, so. Much fun. They should put us in charge of the EPL because we could make it so much better. Yeah, so much better, and we don't need to make like life-altering changes. Just a couple small ones that would would bode well. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, you know how the NBA is introducing their in-season tournament that they're doing. Yeah. Small things like that that just kind of make it fun is like cool. And soccer, look, let's give soccer their props. They do a lot of that. Like all of the cups and all these qualifying things, like there's so much going on throughout an entire soccer season. Like, so kudos to soccer for being a bit ahead of the game. Like NBA is stealing from them on a lot of their stuff. Um, but we can make things a little more interesting. Yeah. Yeah, totally agreed. Well, way more interesting than City winning the title again. Did uh, they? They did. They won wow. it yesterday. 
which is so <laughs> anticlimactic. That is, I mean, right. that's one of the worst things. Like, I don't know, Holland's like sitting at, at a pub watching the match, or maybe they're all watching Arsenal, you know, lose to Forest together, and they're like, yay, I guess this is fun. Yeah, I- High five. Oh, it's not happy you can't drink. <laughs> they can drink there. Actually, yeah, in England, it's 18. So, yeah. Uh, did you see that stat that Phil Foden has now five titles to his name before the age of 23? It's more than like Ronaldo had gotten his career. Like, <laughs> how is he? How do you even move on in your life? It almost like, what are you going to do? And it's funny because he's not really even playing all that much no, now because no. of how good Grealish has been. Yeah. But like I mean, he's a he's a good player. He's a really good player. It maybe it's like when you've won so many titles with the team. You like if you were playing FIFA or whatever it's called now, EA soccer, whatever it's called, FA soccer. Uh it's I still forget. FIFA right now. Is it? But next yeah. season, right? For 2024. I think I have no idea. Yeah, it's not under licensee by FIFA. I forget what they're calling it. But, um, you know, it's like you take United, you win a couple titles with them, and you're like, screw this. I'm taking Luton Town. I'm going to see what I can do with them, right? Like, that's what Foden's got to do. He's won five titles. Uh, let me just go to Southampton, see if I can bring him back up and then win a title. Yeah. I'm actually one of those lame gamers who it never gets old to win a title with your team. <laughs> really? Oh gosh, I hate yeah. that. Well, because my teams don't win titles, and so it never gets old winning one on my own. Yeah, I get I get that. I usually start with my team and then get bored and try and take a team up. Which is what makes me so mad about Reynolds and McElhaney is that's been my strategy like basically my entire life. And just never had the money to be able to do it in real life, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Maybe you should have been Deadpool and then you could have afforded to do it. I think I would have made a good Deadpool. You would have. You would have. Can we talk? I I don't really know our topic of conversation. (laughs) It's because that's how boring City winning the title is. That's our topic. And it's so boring. What if I'm like, okay, I kind of regret saying I'd rather have City win the title over Arsenal. You should um, regret it. I mean, the Arsenal are just such dicks. But I, I'm literally just staring at the bottom half of the table, and it's insane to me that Everton, Leeds, and Leicester are all sitting there potentially going to get – two of those three are getting relegated. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it, crazy. It, it, I know preseason I picked Everton to get relegated because it was really fun. I really want to see it. Yeah. I want to see a club that that like tried to act like the big six for so long and be like, no, we're part of this big six. Yeah. And and now it's like, yeah, you're sitting in 17th. You're two points clear of 18th. Like if you lose on Sunday and Leeds pulls off a win or even Leicester, I'm looking at yeah, Leicester passes them with a win and a loss because yeah. the goal differential is better. Yeah. Like bye-bye. But it's but it's crazy to see those three names specifically down there. Yeah, I agree. Southampton seemed reasonable. Yeah. Um, but I and I'm bummed Andrew's not on tonight because I wanted to ask him, like kind of getting back to the city thing, would you rather be would you rather be a fan of a team? So like Wolves, where or Brighton. Brighton's maybe a great example. Brighton essentially clinched European football 
with their win today. And they did. The, the they fans were going nuts. And I don't think they've played in Europe yet. Like, what a remarkable experience for them, right? So would you rather yeah. be a team that has to struggle and fight, but when you make Europe or when you have a good season or when you stay up, it's great? Or would you rather be, I think Tottenham is probably the best example. Chelsea, obviously this year, but Chelsea or Tottenham, I think traditionally who just can't seem to get a title. They can't seem to crack top four regularly. They seem to disappoint every year. Um, Cause Tottenham is clearly more likely to win a title before Wolves. Maybe not clearly, but it seems that way. If you were like, if you had to bet, like gun to your head, yeah, pick one of these two teams. Who's going to win a title before the other? Yes, you're going to pick Tottenham to save your yeah. life. Yeah, but like, it's not like you know, you're not necessarily picking Tottenham to win a title. No, no, but they should. But they have the expectations that they should based on yeah. their standing within the league. And so I guess, yeah. And their, their popularity, their financials, things like that is what leads to that. Like I'm going to feel more satisfied probably on Sunday. Well, for sure. If wol wolves are going to finish between 12th and 14th, I think. And I'm going to probably feel more satisfied on Sunday than Andrew will. Even if they make Europe because they're probably going to make conference league in that seventh spot. And that's not, and they were fourth, right? Like he, he texted us, they were fourth with Conti. Um, and now they're sitting in eighth and they're, they really are on the, even though they play leads, like who knows what's going to happen I thought that with how they're playing. There's, you can't say there's any guarantee. Yeah. And guess what? Leeds is trying to win that game. Make no yeah. mistake. Yeah, it's not like they, they're one of the three teams that has something to play for. That's probably the most and we'll talk about the matches over the weekend. But to me, that's probably the most intriguing because yes. both teams have something to play for um, in the other matches. It's just one or the other. Right. And so yeah. um, that that that's a fascinating match and it's on opposite ends of the table. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because there's potential. Like, if Tot, let's just say Tottenham loses that game, Brentford could pass them because they're playing Man City. And guess what? Man City is not going to play any of their good players. No, there's no, no reason to. Titles clinched. Keep everybody healthy for the Champions League final, and that's that. Maybe they play a little bit of time so they can wave to the fans as they kind of run around. But yeah, like, there's potential Tottenham finishes at ninth. But that's the other thing, right? Is that City City's on the road. So they're not even need to do a sell oh, yeah. for any of their players. They did that today. Yep. So yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. So for Brent and Brentford, actually, I think they, they on a very outside chance, if they win and Spurs and Villa lose Brentford's in. So that actually, I forgot that that Brentford match actually matters. Yeah. To one team. <laughs> so you know, it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. And yeah, it's, I don't know, man. Like you said, there's not a lot to talk about. We might have top four locked up by the time the Sunday's games roll around. And there's, That's right. there's a high, high potential that we're literally just watching the 
bottom five teams play for the most part, as far as our rooting interest goes. Now, um, there could still be some movement, but it just doesn't look good for Liverpool. They are, um, you know, they're three points behind United and Newcastle, who both have a game in hand. So they played midweek matches this week. So by Thursday afternoon, if both those teams just secure one point, they've locked up top four. Liverpool can't get in at that point. Yeah. So, you know, you're literally just looking at the relegation battle, which is probably the most fun anyways. Yeah, for sure. I will be looking at that, that, you know, the Tottenham, I am interested in who's going to finish in that seventh spot and at least make, make Europe. Um, you know, okay, like, let's, say, let's say Tottenham loses. Do you believe Andrew is going to burn his, his Tottenham clothing and pick a new team? Or is he just a glutton for punishment and is going to stick with it? And it was funny to think about. I think he'll actually do it, which puts me in a weird conundrum because I want him to stay a Spurs fan. <laughs> he, he he is the perfect Spurs fan. He's miserable at all times, and his team is like miserable at all times. Like he just fits, he fits Spurs. So I I want I want Spurs to lose and not make Europe. But I also want Andrew to stay a Spurs fan. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's so funny to me. I mean, there's no, I mean, honestly, look, I'm not going to pretend like I know Andrew as well as I did 21 years ago. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he could go either way with it. And it's hilarious. And I still love the fact that, like, let's be honest, the reason he's a Spurs fan is because an ex girlfriend brought him some, some <laughs> sweatpants and some tops that he really liked. And they happened to play good for two weeks at the beginning of the season when he was trying to figure things out. It's hilarious. He should, it is, I mean, it is like, funny. It is what it is as far as what we do on this podcast. But, uh, you know, technically we do give you the season to pick a team. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I'm fine if he if he uh, if he switches at, at the last minute. What's funny to me is they could still finish ninth. Like that, yeah. that's what's crazy is Brentford could leapfrog them. Uh, like them finishing ninth. Well, actually, yeah. If Brentford just draws and Tottenham loses, Brentford finishes ninth on goal differential. So uh, it's wild. It's wild. Yeah. Yep. I did want to mention, uh, you know, this was the final match home match for half this half the league, and this is something that I really I find interesting about about soccer that I don't that I don't think there's any equivalent of it in American sports. Well, there is in college, but it's but it's different. It's much different, but you don't have the kind of send off like the, the strategic send off culture in American sports, you know, I think, and I think that's because of the playoffs that you don't know when your season's ending. And so without playoffs here, you know, when your last home game is. So when we saw that for multiple teams this weekend, wolves had their last home match and we'll talk about the team the players that are planning on leaving there uh city had their last um liverpool liverpool had their final uh home match as well um and so there were significant send-offs 
for those uh, for a few of those players, which um, I find interesting. Tottenham as well. Did you see any of that? I didn't. Uh, this weekend was batshit crazy, so I got to watch most of the United match. I've seen a lot of highlights. A lot of stuff on Twitter pops up for that stuff, but didn't yeah. see anything in live time. Still playing catch up on the weekend. Well, it was I do cool. love it. I do love it. It's cool to see. Uh, <laughs> I do think it's a little bit funny that so Phil Jones. I don't know if you even know who Phil Jones is. Yeah, he's a defender for Manchester United. He this was his twelfth year on the team. Wow! But he's basically been injured since two thousand nineteen. He's played <laughs> like he's played like seven matches since two thousand nineteen while being on the senior squad and considered a member. Yeah, he used. I mean, he played a lot in 17, 18, 18, 19 before his injury, but he's literally been hurt for five years. Yeah. And his contract expires at the end of the season. And uh, United has put out on like social media platforms, like, thank you, Phil Jones. Like, well, there's still two games left. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. But they're, you know, they are doing their say goodbyes now. But I, I think that like, I think there's, there's such long memories. I, I feel like soccer, fans have long maybe it's not like abnormal but i just think they they do a great job of honoring players that now they'll take the piss out of them like <laughs> if they suck like raul's a perfect example so like 95 percent it's it was raul's last home match which he didn't feature it was it was kind of like controversial because uh well at least they want uh no oh, yeah. hey, no, no. Yeah. so like at the end of the match Lopetegui brought um uh Diego Costa in and everyone assumed they were going to bring in Raul and he brought Costa in towards the end which signified that he wasn't going to be bringing Raul in it was Raul's last time to play in front of the crowd and even yeah. in his press conference afterwards he's like I think I, he's like, I, I'm not really a sentimental person, but I think I might've made a mistake. <laughs> like, I think I might've like made the wrong, made the wrong call because Raul's walking on the pitch after. So they have, a, you know, all the kids come out with the families and they yep. walk around yeah. and everyone, but they were, the fans were singing "Si Senor, like most of the match for Raul. And then they sang it to him as he walked around and he's just weeping. Like, dude, I could barely like watching the video is like so emotional. Yeah, I, I saw, I saw the videos of that. He's my favorite, like Wolf. He's one of the main, like one of my, he's the first kit I got with a name on it. Like he's, he's my favorite Wolf, but it's funny because Wolves fans have just been riding him for years. Like, cause he's just not the same guy, but then as soon as it's time to like honor him, they're like, yep, he was a great servant of the club. He's one of the be best strikers we've ever had. You know, uh, he was epic for those few seasons. And so, uh, so Wolves got that with, with Raul Neves is almost certainly gone. We thought he was gone at the end of last year and he deserves to go to a team playing in champions league football. So he'll most likely be gone. And then, uh, Matinho as well, even though he wasn't even in the team. There's a lot of weird stuff that happened, but Matinho also is one of those guys who hasn't played a lot this season, but is one of the best midfielders who to ever play 
play for Wolves. And so, so those were some significant send-offs on for, for my team at least, but uh, there was a little bit of a like celebration for Harry Kane, kind of not knowing if he's going to be with Tottenham next year. Um, Liverpool had some great send-offs for Firmino and, and James Milner. Milner, who's played there since like, I think just after World War II. Um, he's, he's like, <laughs> I think he's played like 20 years or something. Uh, just a remarkable career. He's, he won't be back with uh, Liverpool if he plays anymore. And then Firmino as well, who actually scored the the goal that tied it for them um, or, you know, yeah, drew the match equalized. So those were pretty good ones. Um, what's uh, what's going on with United? You mentioned Phil Jones, but will there, is there anyone kind of significant that will get a send off? I know they say, I, I know they don't think De Gea will be around. Um, There's it, it's weird because I mean, it depends on who you listen to and who you believe. They're still supposedly negotiating with De Gea, wanting to keep him, but also wanting to add another one goalkeeper for competition's sake. And why would De Gea want to stay in that case? Because he's going to lose that competition. Yeah. Uh, which, <laughs> I don't know if you saw, he also locked up the Golden Glove Award uh, for most clean sheets for the season. Uh, unbelievable. unbelievable. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't, from a contractual standpoint, I don't think there's anyone of any significance of expiring on their way out. Uh, so I think you could see a sell off of players. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to like just knowing that they're, they're going to say goodbye. I would assume Harry Maguire is on his way out. I would assume Anthony Martial is on his way out. I don't believe they want to bring Wout Weghorst back, so I would assume he's gone. Stabitzer is kind of the question mark. He's there on loan right now, but he has supposedly loved it, and I think the club has liked him, and he's very creative in the midfield. I wouldn't be surprised if they get something done that keeps him there. Um, but, yeah, there's nothing nothing at United. Um, they don't really have anyone coming off the books because they still even have De Gea's option. So, like, if they don't even agree to a deal, they just extend it. They have that one-year extension in every contract clause, you know? Yeah. So, they could just end up extending him for a year and figuring it out with him. Who knows? So, yeah, yeah I don't even know what to expect on uh, their final home game. I think it's on Thursday. Let me just double-check real quick because I think they're on no, the I road. Think, no, no I they're double-home. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so they yeah. are double-home. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the most it's weird because like there's so much hatred and vitriol from United fans to their own club. Like it's hard to even know who they would be like sending off. Like there's part of this fan base that doesn't think Bruno Fernandez has been a good player. It's like, yeah, what is wrong with you guys? Like no, kill to have Bruno Fernandez like playing in their midfield and attacking for them. Just about every club in the world would love to have that, you know? Totally. Like, it's just, it blows my mind, like, when you just, that, I guess it's, it maybe it happens because the fan base is so big that, like, you're bound to have morons everywhere who just, no matter what, they're just going to blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, nope, not a whole lot. I think we can see it at United. Um, so, yeah. And I think what makes it significant for Wolves, and maybe, like, 
I think you have to have had like some significant success maybe with the same like player or players to have that type of nostalgia. Like I, you know, a Rashford type guy, when he goes, he'll get like a remarkable send off. I think Bruno too. Bruno hasn't been there quite long enough. It feels like you need to play there five or six seasons. There's got to be a significant enough chunk of time where you've, you've served the club in a way that, that, uh, has accomplished something like that's, what's crazy with For this, sure. wolf, this wolves team, the guys who are probably leaving will be the last of the team that promoted. So like my original, yeah. my original team, no, no players from that original team or that ri- original starting 11 will be on the team after this summer, like most likely because Traore they think will be gone. Raul, um, uh, Neves, Matinho, Johnny, who hasn't really played much this year because he's been injured so much. So those are kind of the final five from that that team that I fell in love with. So even for me, it has even bigger significance because it was that kind of original team, you know. Um, but but I think all those things, like you have to have some sort of positivity associated with like that's why i don't think harry Maguire is probably going to get a huge probably not going to get a big set hand like send off because it's been such a contentious relationship yeah there's no chance i mean if people are cheering for him and like waving at him they're literally cheering that he's going to be off of the team totally <laughs> totally there there will be no thank yous he did not perform up to uh, his contract, the cost of bringing him in. Totally. Uh, and he was a shit show on the field these last two years who deserved yep. to lose his spot. Make no yep. mistake about it. For sure. Well, we have one team left to uh, join the Premier League to get promoted, and that will be even either Coventry or Luton Town. And, come on, Luton. Come on, Luton. But what's crazy is that Five years ago, just a short five years ago, Coventry and Luton Town played each other in League Two. Wow. So both of those teams, I know we kind of referenced last week, Luton Town being like, a, I don't know, the pre-Rexham. <laughs> like <laughs> if, if Rexham can make, you know, a run, how long will it take? Well, Coventry, either Coventry or Luton will have moved from League Two to uh premier league in five five seasons which is pretty remarkable i think wolves did it wolves did it in a pretty short period of time as well but i don't think it was i don't think it was five years yeah pretty cool pretty cool story it's fun to look at it through the lens of rexham because it is possible and like yeah you know i'm just a sucker for for good stories yeah. And like that Rexham story is so good, so fun. And the fact that those two guys, you know, um could could turn it around so quickly. And the fact that those two are pretty likable guys from everything that you see. Yeah. Like it's hard to not cheer for them and to want to see them move up through the ranks. Yeah. I know it's pretty controversial in in England. I know people are ser- like super annoyed. Um by them i think mostly because they 
are getting all the attention when there's all these other clubs that they're like, dude, why can't these other clubs get, get the attention? Right. So, um, but for, as Americans, it's obviously super fun. Yeah, totally. Go right. Yeah. So that matches on Saturday. So there's no, no premier league football on Saturday, but there is pre premier league football on Saturday. I want to have a short American watch segment here. Mostly, like a really short one? Yeah, well, mostly, I mean, we haven't done it in a while because there really hasn't been much to talk about. Um, but, you know, if Leeds get relegated, we're going to see those three Americans, if they stay in the, you know, if they stay with Leeds, those three Americans, Aronson, Adams, and McKenney, they will be going down. Um and then the, my question is, will we see Pulisic in the Premier League again? Yeah. He yeah. came on in the 85th minute today. Um, I'm not certain that he'll feature next week. There's nothing that makes me feel like he will. So uh, that might be the end of, of, of Captain America in the Premier League, which is really sad. Sad for us as yeah. fans. I think good for him. Like it's the right thing for him. Yeah. If there's one thing that's clear, he needs to leave Chelsea. Yeah. Like that, that needs to end. I would, uh, I still think it'd be cool if he, he wound up somewhere else in that role. Uh, as far as the premier league goes. Um, I, yeah, I don't know, man. It's gonna be really interesting because there's a lot of talk that he's heading back to Germany or could be heading to, I haven't heard um, Italy, I think. Yeah. Like it wasn't was it Napoli, I think, is interested. Yeah. Or, yeah. So it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, he's still a draw. Teams still want him. I I think the biggest thing for him is he just has to stay healthy. You yeah. Know? And it's easy to say that, you know, but like he's just not able to stay on the pitch. And when he started getting a push to where he was playing more, his body didn't hold up. And then you know, we saw what he was capable of in the World Cup, and then his body didn't hold up. So it's like, it's tough, man. Like, maybe this league is too physical for for his skill set. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, like, like they say in the NFL, your best quality is availability. Hmm. And um, I think that applies to him. And, and he has to be available to play matches. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. And so... I think for, for USMNT side of things and, and even for Christian's own, you know, success, he has to leave Chelsea and hopefully he goes somewhere where he can be utilized properly. And I mean, obviously I'd love to see him in a lower, even a lower level premier league team, you know, <laughs> I guess that's, you can't get much lower than Chelsea. There's only a handful of teams that he could go to that are lower than Chelsea this year. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, I think going to Italy or going back to Germany would be, would be great for him. So here's my question for America watch. Do we get to add Falerin Belogan? Yeah, of course we do. All right. I just want to yeah. make sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a big deal. Like him, him choosing us is, is massive. Cause honestly, it's the one. 
you know, a goal scorer, a striker is one of the one pieces that we've really been missing, I think, to take it to the next level. And he's an exceptional young talent and I think was going to slot right in. Now we just need a manager, but. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, earlier this week, Arsenal's uh, young striker, 21-year-old, um, Falarian Balogan. I don't know why I'm the one Bal- saying his Balogan, yeah. Balogun, uh, decided that he would represent the United States in competitions going forward. Uh, born a Nigerian parent, so he could have gone either way. And he chose the United States, and that's a big get for U.S. men's national team. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was born in New York City or maybe D.C. I forget, actually, exactly. But, uh, he was born in Brooklyn. Brooklyn, okay. Yep. So, but yeah, huge get for, for us. Uh, he's been playing with with Reims, Reims. Dude, French, French is the one language that I, I'm kind of screwed on, but uh, – <laughs> He was playing, he's played there this season and had, had a really, had a really good season for them. So, uh, 20 goals, two assists, um, has been, has been great. So, um, yeah, it's going to be, there's a great coup by the U S to get him. So yeah, well, Adam, I don't know if he'll be with Arsenal next year. Cause I think he's just with Reims on loan, but we will absolutely add him to the watch, but there might not be many people Reem and Robinson over at Fulham. And if Chris Richards sticks with crystal palace, I'm not sure, but yeah. Uh, Reem's getting older and you know, yeah. broke his arm at the end of the season for him a couple weeks ago and, but had know. a Renaissance year. So I think he he'll, he'll want to come he, back. He's their cap- he captain. Yeah. He captained that club and they had a good season. Yeah. I mean, they were on pat. Uh, they were on pace for, uh, European slot before Mitrovic got suspended and you know he's been back the last couple of games and they've won two of the last three and drew, yeah, drew against the last yeah Crystal Palace so um yeah they're, they're one of the surprise teams for me this season but we'll get to some of that next week um yeah. when we have a lot more to talk about yes we will um Chris, why don't you give us what is actually going to be our final best bet? Brought to you by FanDuel. Of course. Um, well, this may surprise nobody. We suck at picking winners. That's true. We're just not good at it. Um, One of us is better than the other, but... Yeah, and we still... I can't throw Andy completely under the bus because he picked Newcastle to to win tomorrow's match. So we don't know how that's going to end. But, um, but yeah, so uh, I took Bournemouth just because I needed money, and that didn't happen. Uh, Nate took Liverpool, and they drew in a very, like, with your season on the line, you drew with Aston Villa. Yeah. Yeah, at home, by the way. But at Aston Villa, the Aston Villa on the line season on the line too. They had a lot to play for. So, True. and they've been good. The Aston Villa's yeah, yeah. so well in the second half, and Liverpool's yeah. been inconsistent. So, um, so we're basically gonna just gonna wrap up best bet. Um, congratulations, Nate. You're the only one that finished in the positive uh, after your loss this week. 
you still wound up being a plus 446 on the season. So congratulations. Uh, almost would have been worth it for you to actually bet this. Like, I know. $500, almost $450 on the entire season if you actually like trusted yourself to bet this. I know instead of parlaying, <laughs> instead of parlaying, and we didn't have one week where all four of us uh, pick pick the right match. Yeah, it literally never happened. It didn't happen. I lost. What did, what did I lose? Thirty thirty seven dollars. I lost thirty seven dollars this year betting one dollar on our parlays. The uh, the only time actually there were a couple times it got close. Now that I'm looking, uh, weeks eighteen and nineteen. We went three for four with Andrew being the one who spoiled that one. Yep. Um, the other time we went three for four was week 22 where I spoiled it. My apologies. Um, you started and, reaching. You started yeah, reaching with these crazy picks, and that started being a lot, a lot less likely for us to hit one. Yeah, but I did hit one in week 25, but then Andrew – cost us again so he cost us three of the four opportunities we had so i don't feel bad um andrew should feel bad i hope he loses sleep tonight yeah yeah me too yeah but, but even if you look though it's not super like the one that i think the only one we actually went three for four on uh i picked southampton to win at plus 800 <laughs> that's the only reason i'm in the positive what match was that <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't even remember. Could, yeah, it could have been a. Well, you know what? I bet you it's not that hard because it's probably Southampton's last win. So hang on, give me one. Yeah, it's probably their last win. I don't know what I was thinking on that. I must have had some something, some thought. They beat Leicester on March fourth at home. I doubt that that would have been a plus eight hundred. No, that doesn't seem. Oh, like I know. Here it is. It's got to be Southampton at Chelsea on February eighteenth. Oh, so that actually wasn't a bad bet. Like I wasn't just throwing shit at the wall. I think I Chelsea was still. Yeah, they were. We not everyone had fully realized that Chelsea sucked at that point, so the odds were still like a little bit high. That's right. And it was best bet at the time, and I'm sure I would. I or it's it's always been best bet. Not all of us have played by those rules, but I was still doing (laughs) what I thought was the best bet. Um, but. Wow. Yeah. That, that really, that, that's the difference in me being positive or negative was that, that pick right there. Yep. So congratulations, Nate. Here is your crown. I just placed it on your head. Just give me like five bucks and free bets to fan, to real fan duel. I'll I'll be happy. (laughs) All right. I'll sponsor you on a $5 bet. How about that? I love it. I love it. You tell me when you make it, I'll Venmo you the $5 (laughs) or I'll just give you $5 next Sunday at my house. I'll, I'll put a bet. I'll throw a bet together. I'll make, I'll try and what I'll do is I'll make a four, four game best bet parlay. I'll take the matches that I think are the best and bet that for five bucks. Next. I mean, I'll fund it. Congratulations on kicking my ass. Um, And that concludes this season's best bet brought to you by FanDuel. Love it. Love it. Well, we've already kind of hinted at this, but there's really only a handful of matches that matter. Tomorrow is a big match. Leicester, Newcastle. I can't see Leicester winning at Newcastle. Um, Even though Newcastle doesn't have a ton to play for, but 
um, you know, just maybe a couple million pounds by finishing third instead of fourth. Um, I guess they do want to get the draw to, to solidify their champions league position. And I'm sure they'll want to do that at home. So I think I've just talked myself into them having reasons to play tomorrow. <laughs> um, they, need, they need a point. I mean, they do still need a point. They need a point. They're at home. It's their final home match of the year. They're going to want to go out strong. So, but what a story it would be if Lester wins tomorrow. Oh gosh. I would love it. I would love it. Cause they would immediately vault into 17. Yeah. And drop Everton and leads down. Yeah. Oh, it would be, it would be awesome. It would be amazing. And then over the weekend, we've already mentioned these, but Aston Villa, Brighton Villa playing for a spot in Europe, uh, leads, Tottenham and I guess Brighton still playing for Europa versus the conference league leads Tottenham with implications at both ends of the table. And then the aforementioned Leicester and Everton Leicester playing West Ham and Everton against Bournemouth. So uh, it's going to be wild at the bottom of the table next weekend. It'll be fun. Yeah. And I think what we're going to need to do is in our group chat, maybe rank the games out. Uh, everyone, you know, rank your games one through 10 so that we can figure out which screen the games are going to go on. And uh, if anyone is still listening to this, maybe comment on our Twitter post and let us know where we should put games. Oh, yeah, I'll put that out on Twitter, too. Maybe I'll make a little poll and, and have go. people pick between the top four matches. So right. it's all about screen size and positioning in the room. That's right. For sure, Arsenal Wolves will be on my computer just sitting in front of Titus and I. So, <laughs> all right, man. We'll see you uh, in a week at your house. Yeah. And we didn't touch on it, but Casemiro's goal this week was a thing of beauty. It was. That I was... actually I had it in the notes. It was a beautiful okay. goal. Yeah, that was a great goal. That was fun. I just see. skipped right I, over I, it. I feel like Casemiro is just a really likable guy as a whole. So, that was fun. Yeah. But those kits are atrocious. Oh, they're horrible. They they're are. Horrible. I wonder if they like have some agreement where they're like, we, you have to wear them a certain amount of times during the season, like <laughs> probably per contract. And they're, they like, oh, they're, like, oh, they're like, oh, shit. We only have a couple matches left. We don't want to wear these at home. And so crap, we have to, we literally have to wear these this week or we're going to lose like a couple million pounds. I kind of hope that's the case and they I come out too. on Thursday in those awful greens instead of their home red. <laughs> they realize that actually like they had to wear them two more, like two more times. <laughs> and the fans just start throwing shit at them or something. Oh, those, the, those kids are horrible. They're garbage. Horrible. Garbage. Yeah. No. All right, Nate, you All have right, man. a good night, man. Glazer's out as always. And for, for Andrew, I'll just say it. Levy out. Ha, 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 ha.